Hi, I'm Dave Pryor. Welcome to Drunken PM Radio. In today's podcast, you're going to hear a really interesting interview with Aileen Palmer and Susan Rose from Grandview Prep. Now, Grandview is a prep school based in Boca Raton, and they've been working for a while now on adopting Scrum, and they use it throughout the school. It's used in the administration and by the students who are doing the work. So it's a really incredible story. I'm psyched that you're here to listen to it. Before we start, I want to give a quick uh, shout out, a show of appreciation to John Miller and Mike Vistos and the Scrum Alliance. They've been very, very instrumental in helping things get started at Grandview. They provided support. There's a great video you're going to hear about that they've helped make. Um, and, and what happened was Grandview reached out to them and asked for support and they provided it. So um, on behalf of all the children who are being saved from the waterfall, thank you, Scrum Alliance, John Miller and Mike Vistos. <laughs> And I also want to thank Projects at Work for sponsoring the podcast. Projects at Work is an online community of practitioners and thought leaders who are breaking down barriers and building bridges to find better ways to manage projects, programs, and portfolios, as well as teams. So you can find out more about that by going to projectsatwork.com and checking out some of the great articles, the tips, the other things they post every day. There's a vibrant community there as well. I'd encourage you to check it out. It's projectsatwork.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Dave Pryor for Projects at Work. I'm very excited because this afternoon I get to spend some time talking to folks who have taken Scrum and it's it's not being used for them in the workforce. It's being used to save children from the waterfall. So I would like to thank Eileen Palmer and Susan Rose from Grandview Prep. I'd like to welcome you both and thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so you both work at Grandview Prep. Eileen is a dean of faculty. Susan is a learning specialist. And this is a school, um, you may have seen the video from the Scrum Alliance because they've helped out with some of this, but they've started to implement Scrum within Grandview Prep, and it's something that's being used by students and by faculty. Um, so before we get into the meat of how it's working, I'd just like to ask what what brought that about? What got you to be interested in that and and got you to reach out to John Miller? Um, there were two things, really. First of all, my husband is in the computer world, and um, our son goes to the school. He's a senior now. Last year, um, my husband said, you need to do Scrum to organize yourself to our 16-year-old son who was trying to um, maneuver himself through junior year of high school. So he started using it, and then I realized it would be a great tool for our administration team and also a great tool for our students. We do a lot of project-based and inquiry-based learning here and try to prepare our students for 21st century skills that are needed in the workplace and realize that they fall down a lot in organization and in collaboration. So the more I learned about Scrum, the more I realized that it would be a great tool. And then I started realizing that it is coming to be a force in the world of education. So I started looking around on the internet and found John Miller. All right. And John, as as folks may know, John, in addition to being an Agile coach, is one of the folks trying to help bring Scrum and Agile practices into the schooling world or into helping the next generation of folks who will enter the workforce um, get kind of a leg up so that they are more accustomed to working collaboratively and on project-based things when they get out of school. Exactly. And when our students are working on projects, we assign them and we give them, you know, these really cool ideas and these projects and we expect them to come up with these fantastic outcomes and we realize that sometimes we're not giving them the tools we may give them the skills of the content but not necessarily the skills of collaboration how to work together and the process the step-by-steps that they need to get from point a to the end product and here we have these skills that are missing and scrum is that perfect tool to provide them with those steps that they need so after talking with John a couple times and we Skyped back and forth. He was in Switzerland one time and then he was um, 
I don't even know where he was the next time we spoke to him and back and forth. <laughs> he thought, well, well, I'll come out to your school. And we're like, well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and one thing led to another, and he was able to come out and, and train our faculty and some of our students. And we had a three-day fantastic training opportunity where he came out and visited with us, got to meet our students and work with our uh, students from third grade on up. And then on the weekend, our teachers came in and, and had a fantastic um, three-day workshop, like I said, where we learned, I wouldn't say the whole process, um, but got our hands dirty and, and yeah. tried things out and experimented with it. He had us on the floor, uh, outside in the hallways, working with different projects, uh, bringing Martians to Earth <laughs> using the scrum <laughs> process. And we now have a different pieces of it working all around our school. So it's been very interesting. That's awesome. So I want to check in with you both on one thing, because there's one thing I've taught Scrum to kids as well. I've taught a troop of Girl Scouts here in Oklahoma, um, first Kanban and then Scrum. And one of the things that I found really fascinating was um, with these Girl Scouts, I didn't have to teach them to be, I mean, they just naturally work together and take care of one another. It wasn't about, I'm going to get better than you. I'm going to take care of my thing and not worry about somebody else. Um, it was really interesting to observe that they're kind of agile by nature. And it's only that mm-hmm. when they get out into the working force that we teach them, you know, the waterfall method. And and that's when all that changes. So it's almost easier for kids to take to this stuff in some respect. That's, so that's true. probably true. Yeah, they. I think they, they love it. They love being able to see the visibility of it. And we've even had students verbalize that already. They like being able to see who's doing what and what needs to be done and what's not being done. Cool. So how has it changed the way they collaborate? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I think the fact that it's visible okay, and they can physically move from one task to another and they see how much they've done or how much they haven't done, it helps them with time management because sometimes they think they're doing a lot and then they realize they're still only on one task. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, uh-oh, we need to restructure this. Or if one person is doing most of the work, then they're like, ooh, you're not pulling your weight. So let's see how we can work that through. It also helps the teacher from one side of the room see where the students are. So it's helped with classroom management even from a distance. Oh, that's great. Um, so it's helped in a lot of different ways. And and so from a self-organizing perspective, like you mentioned, if somebody's not pulling their weight or if somebody's doing more than they should, um, they're kind of self-policing that a little bit, it sounds like. Absolutely. And if not self, then their friends are certainly reminding them. And it's more, they used to just get lost in the background when they didn't do anything and they liked that. Yeah. Well, it's a great way to help them become more responsible. I think to me, that's a big part of it is it teaches you to take more ownership of the things you have to do. Um, So Susan, with your son, since that's where it started, um, one of the things that I found when I learned about project management and then even more so with Agile was I kept thinking, why didn't someone teach this to me when I was a junior in high school, when I thought I understood everything and had a plan for everything and I had anything but that? um, How has it affected him? It's helped him amazingly. Um, I don't know what he would be doing otherwise, but he's learned about, he just sees the things that would normally slip through the cracks. He sees them and can't, um, can't let them slip through the cracks. He's, and he, he makes himself stop and think about when he used, to, he used to not do that about each class, each thing he needs to do, and with college applications and all of the things that go along with that. It's a lot of details. So it's helped him tremendously, and he's taken things from the big board that's in the kitchen at home to a small notebook he carries around with him now. And he did that on his own, I'm very happy to say. That's great. So it sounds like the visuals, visualization of the work is a really big deal for, for in, in every direction for you guys. Yes, yes. 
We've also heard a lot of students talk about how it's helped them logically break things into tasks because sometimes they felt overwhelmed with the assignment and yet now they can break a goal into tasks where before they just had this thing they had to do yeah and they were just stuck on the thing they never well now breaking it right they never thought of it as tasks well now when you break it into five smaller tasks well now it's just five little things i have to do not just one Mm -hmm. huge task so how did you go about teaching them that? Because that is not an easy thing to learn. Well, I think it's a slow process, and it's, it's different in every class. Um, I see teachers using it for small projects, big projects. Our, um, the lady that helps with our SGA, our student government, used it for planning this. We have a big homecoming week where we do a lot of activities, and she did it with those students. And she just talked them through it and explicitly taught it, which normally in the past we might have just gone, go and get this done, and they're not getting it done, and we would give them a hard time for not getting it done, and we weren't giving them any tools. But now um, it's just kind of happened gradually, differently in each application. Yeah, and I think that because we're using it in so many different um, areas, it's transferring. So they saw it being used in SGA for homecoming to plan a dance. Yeah. And now they're like, wait a minute, we can now use what we how we plan to dance to plan my science project and I can use it to complete my math tasks. Wait a minute. How's that possible? Oh, I see. Here we go. I had a, a freshman great. was in my, my room helping me this morning and she looked on my wall and she said, Oh, you do agile too. And that was so nice <laughs> to hear. She wasn't one of the ones in our training. I said, yeah, I do. That's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so and and you've taught it from when you say oh, that, good. Susan, good. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, it's fine. Um, I was going to say, we're using common language, and that's something that's so important because it's transferring. Um, Like Susan just said, someone walked in her office and sees, you know, her board with the Post-its, boom, there's Agile, there's Scrum. It's it's common language. It's just transferring from one room to another to another. And that makes it a lot more accessible for everybody. I think it's great that that you're having it where everybody can see, like, what the teacher has to do as well. I mean, that transparency is a great thing to bake in. Um, Have you seen a big difference? You've got kids of all ages um, using it. Is there a significant difference between the way the younger kids are using it and the older kids? Um, I was able to see it in first grade a couple of weeks ago, and this teacher was not in the training, but she's she's pairing with another teacher who was in the training and trying to figure out how to use it. And it was really cute to see she had just, the, I think it's the Kanban with just the um, task and doing and done or whatever. Yeah. And they were doing a, a small group projects and, um, they figured it out. She gave them the tasks and they were able to watch it, you know, watch it and move the sticky themselves across the board. And and, um, she said that worked very well. I saw their end product. It was good. So my daughter is homeschooled and and a lot of the homeschool families use Scrum to manage the kids' work because there's a little bit less structure sometimes with some of the homeschool stuff. So that helps a lot. What's been the hardest part about going through this? Or I should say, I should say, so far because you just started in Jan- you just officially started in January, so it's still fairly early in the game. Right, we're okay. just getting Correct. started. And I'll say mine, and then you've probably got something else, Eileen. Go for I it. I think the hardest part has been the reason that I thought about it for our school to begin with, which is get moving it into um, use with our leadership team. Okay. And and the things that kind of the school administrative tasks. So, but we're getting we just figured out we need to break them down into smaller groups and small boards and do that. So, we're figuring it out, but that's been our most challenging and slowest start, I think. Okay. But Eileen might have another idea about that. No, I agree. 
originally I thought it would be harder to get the teachers on board mm-hmm. because sometimes in education, there's so many things that we throw at our teachers and we're like, Ooh, try this. Ooh, try that. Here's a new strategy. We're going to yeah. try this. And there's a lot of, Oh, you know, skepticism. Here's just another strategy we're going to try. And on the contrary, teachers have jumped on it and tried it and, um, they're trying it in ways that we wouldn't have even thought. Mm-hmm. And they're using it with projects and they're using it across different strategies. We have our math teachers that are doing it with just assignments and they're mm-hmm. pulling it out and they're doing personalized learning canvases for an assignment. Wow. And here's an, the assignment we have and they're breaking it into the tasks and the students have individual ones in their own folders and it's working. And a teacher tried mm-hmm. it and you know what? Passed it on to the other teacher and the original teacher didn't like it and she's not using it or he's not using it anymore, but the other teacher is. And so it's, it's interesting to see how that's playing out. Mm-hmm. And yet, in our admin meetings, we still haven't quite gotten to the level where we want to be. Okay. Um, because we just we, we just haven't. <laughs> but we will. We're getting it. Yeah, we're we're finally at this smaller. last meeting. We're breaking. We are. Yeah. We broke into smaller well, tasks, and now each of us have the assignment of creating our own Agile board, and then we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Where, where we thought we were going to start is the last place we've started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. So one thing I've seen with with when I've taught it to kids and adults at the same time, um, the kids might break stuff down and see something and go, oh, my gosh, that's a lot bigger and, you know, more massive than we thought it was. And they just kind of acknowledge it and then start working on stuff where I've seen adults create the big backlog, look at it and go, oh, my gosh, that's so much bigger than I thought it was. Let's go back to the old way where we could pretend it wasn't big and scary. And I mean, have you had, have you had anyone reacting like it. that? Yeah, it's like it's easier to pretend it's not scary than it is to acknowledge it sometimes. Hmm, ignorance is bliss. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> um, so I not yet anyway. I, I haven't. Okay. I don't know if you have Eileen. I haven't. No, I'm still the, my personal struggle yeah. is between Trello and my post its. Post its. Having a hard time because don't have a hard time. Post its. Yes. <laughs> We have right? one, one project that's um, everybody's remote, sort of, all oh, okay. over the building. And so the person who's kind of managing that has been doing it with Trello. And yeah. That, uh, I love the, that it's there, but... That we can all access it, because... Right, we can all access it, but we, I forget to look yeah, at it. That's and the problem. Getting all these reminders and like, well... I use Trello, too, and I think it's great, but I always, perf- I always recommend people start with Post-its, because if you... If you work with Post-its and Sharpies first, you build habits. And then you can pick a tool, whether it's Trello or one of the other ones, that matches your habits. If you pick a tool first, you develop habits that flow with the tool, um, which is not is not always ideal. But if you're distributed, you really don't have much of an option there. Um, right. So I have two, two things that I want to ask you about that are unrelated, but I'm, I'm very curious about. So I went to a, a prep school for high school. And it was super competitive. And it was constantly this ranking list. Like we had first to last student. Um, and and up at the top of the of the list, those this people were in just vicious competition. Um, with this collaborative, and I don't know if you had that or not, but with this collaborative we style. We are not that. Okay, good. It's probably a lot healthier. Well, I was going to say, with with the collaborative style of working, it it kind of destroys the ability to say this person's better, doing better than another person. Um, How does it affect the competition between the students and grading and things like that? So you want to take that, Eileen? I have an idea, but see what you think, because you're the real teacher teacher. Teacher, teacher, you're funny. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So first of all, we are not that kind of environment. We are not the cutthroat environment of ranking. Now, having said that, we do have grades because that's 
mm-hmm. what colleges are looking for right. to accept mm-hmm. students. We can't get away from that. Um, our lower school students' uh, report cards are ESPNs, where they're graded based on satisfactory, um, progressing, those kinds of things. Okay. So we don't give numeric or letter grades to our lower school. Once you get into middle and high school, then they do have letter grades, more of the traditional letter grades. Um, but collaborative work, our students do have grades and, and letters and those kinds of things, but they work collaboratively. They, they challenge each other. Mm-hmm. You know, They're, they present their projects to their peers. Um, they present their projects to parents. They have an audience. So there's an authentic audience. So that's wow. where the competition comes in and where they excel for. They're not necessarily excelling to compete for their grades, if you will. Yeah. They excel to perform. To. And right. Um, to, I guess to show off to a certain extent um, and to impress because they know their peers and their parents and their teachers and the community is going to be coming around and asking questions and looking at what they're producing. Yeah. So it's really not for the 99%. For. Yeah. It's for the, wow, look what I did. This is the quality work. Here's what I learned. Here's, Here's what, what I can, I can show you. Here's what I can demonstrate. It's, it sounds like the feedback would also be significantly different too if you're getting feedback from peers and parents and teachers than just a grade mm-hmm. with like a you know yes. outstanding or come see me you know note on the top right. of the dice to get. Yes, and that's something else actually that we can thank um, John for because we used to do just glow and grow. Yeah. And now with the additional reflection tools, we have so many more options. Mm-hmm. We love those. That's great. Um, all right, so here comes the big question. So I'm very curious about the reaction from, I want to say parents, but I'm, I'm going to say stakeholders. I don't know if you have a board or of trustees or anything like that for the school, but um, anybody who has the ability to come in and be like, hey, that's not schooling, you know, go back to your, sit at the desk and do this for eight hours. Um, have, has that been, have they been open to it? Have they been resistant to it? People know when they come that we're not that kind of school. We okay. are very much against sitting in the desk for eight hours. We we want the kids up and really learning something for the sake of learning. So most people, when they sign up for our school, they realize that we're striving. They know what they're toward, getting. Yeah, they Correct. know what they're getting. And so um, we're actually just debuting the video that, that um, the Scrum Alliance helped us produce um, next week to our parents. So they've oh, only wow. heard about this. And they've they've seen on our weekly newsletter that we've had the training and that our students are doing different things, but this is going to be the first um, big public debut of 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 what we're doing. So we haven't had a lot of feedback yet, but I don't I don't think it's something anybody would be against because it's only helping their kids work more productively, not our parents. That's great. Now, now, what about to the? I know you've posted on your blog about using this stuff in school. Has there been a strong reaction to that? Um, I haven't heard a lot. I've certainly heard nothing negative, and the, the not that we heard of. No, okay. Uh, the parents are and the happy. Right, the to parents the are the ones. Right, the parents of the students that came to the training. Yeah. Um, have all made positive comments, and a few that have heard through the grapevine from their students and their children that have gone home and talked about it that are in industry. Yeah. That know what Scrum is have actually come in and said, "Oh, you know, so and so told me that." They learned, um, you know, Scrum or use Agile. That's great. Would you like us to come in and give you some more tips or yeah. share how we use it? <laughs> and so it's been great. Yeah, We've had a few of those. That's. I think when you can get it, when the parents realize their kids are learning, it's like, oh, my gosh, how can I help? This is so much better than the other Yes. One. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's Correct, very correct. Exciting. We had a fourth grade mom, fourth grade mom that uses it, and she's like, I'd be happy to come in and share, you know, how I use it in my um, 
workforce and we're like, absolutely, come on in. That's awesome. And the projects with, with parents, the project, um, kids having projects and uh, everybody not working equally in a group has always been a little stickler with parents and with students. And, they, and this is helping so much the teachers the, for one thing, all students being accountable, and then as the teachers, which we wish they didn't have to, sometimes I wish they didn't have to grade grade at all, but they do. Yeah. So this way they can do it much more fairly because it's visible who's done what. Now, what kind of change have you seen in the, in the you, you just said something that made me think of this, which is why I'm asking it. Um, in, the, in the groups, I know that there were times when I took a leadership role, and there were times in college, at least, where I just kind of like sat back and let other people do the work. Um, for the quieter kids, whether it's out of shyness or insecurity or, or for whatever reason, have you noticed a change in their behavior when they're now part of this self-organizing team? Yeah. Well, we've definitely noticed that there's more buy-in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because since everyone has a choice mm-hmm. and they get to choose their role okay, and they get to move their own post-it, there's no one just to sitting choose. back. Right. They have to choose a role. They have to choose some tasks. So it's just much more difficult for someone not to do their fair share. So, and I haven't heard complaining about it. I think that, I don't think they're Correct. complaining. I think they realize it's just what needs to happen. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. They're not going to be let off the hook. How will you judge success for this project? So this, if this transformation began in, officially in January, a year from now, how will you know whether it's helped? Well, we work, we're working on ways of measuring, and it's not an easy thing to measure, as you can imagine. Yeah. But we've got a few things going, and um, one of them is we had done some pre-baseline um, data accidentally after we had done a large project in November. We had the kids do a survey, and some of it's quantitative, and some of it's about how did they feel um, the collaboration part of their group went? How did they feel the organization of the whole project went? So we've got that information and we're going to, the next time we have a big project, which we have a middle school one going on now, um, we will do the same questions and we'll see if there's been a change. Okay. And that's one way. And then also we're taking anecdotal data from teachers about changes they see in individual students. Because it's very tricky. A lot of it is subjective. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out how to assess you know, the growth mm-hmm. and that and just overall participation is the main one. So, so I know that you've reached out to John. Um, what kind of support have you received from the Scrum Alliance in kind of getting this thing going? They've been fantastic. They came out and did our three-day training. They've been supportive throughout. Teachers, if they have any questions, they can contact them. They email back through Twitter. Um, you know, you're talking about Mike. He's super accessible also. Uh, if our teachers have an idea or a question, they can, you know, email them or call them and they get right back to us. So they've been fantastic. We, we cannot thank them enough. That's awesome. Cannot uh, thank them and, enough. And the Mike you're talking about is Mike Vizdos. I just want to make sure. I can't remember if we said yes. his name earlier. Yes. So one, one more question, because I know you both have to, to get back to helping the kids get stuff done. Um, for a school that is curious about this, if somebody's listening to it, an educator, um, what advice do you have for them in terms of trying to get this started or trying to get this, you know, enough buy-in at their school to try it out? Just do it. And, and then take volunteers. Just talk about how great it is, exciting, show examples, and and maybe we can share examples if they would like. And and then um, let them opt in, I, I think. Don't you think that's worked well, Eileen, rather than yes. forcing anybody to do anything? 
Okay, so does that mean you still have folks who, who decided not to do it? There Are there folks that opted out? There, let's just say people haven't opted in yet. Okay, that's a better way right, to say it. Right, that's what yeah. it is. That's, mm-hmm. But not Correct. Many. Not many, there no. Not many in our school that are, that are doing nothing, but that's okay. They're doing other great things. And yeah. um, as they see more people model, like you said, we're brand new at doing this. So as they yep. see more of their peers doing things and finding, they may find value in it and try something themselves. Cool. But if there's even one person in the school that's thinking about it, yeah. try it. Visit a school that's doing it. Come mm-hmm. visit us. We can, you know, Skype them in or mm-hmm. Google Hangout or whatnot. Or the show them to visit South Florida. Yep. They can visit. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> visit us in the winter. So if they want to get you know. in touch with you, this is a perfect segue. If they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? They can email us. Mm-hmm. Okay. A Palmer, A-P-A-L-M-E-R, at grandviewprep.net. Okay. And I'm S. Rose, like the flower, Susan Rose, S. Rose, at grandviewprep.net. We'd be happy to have you come down to Boca Raton, Florida. Mm-hmm. Especially right now, like if they're up north when it's yep, nasty absolutely. And cold. Okay, cool. Sixty-five degrees and sunny. That's nice. <laughs> so I'll make sure to include links to that. Just try it; it's worth a shot. You have nothing to lose. You try it. If you don't like it, you try something different until it works. But it's definitely worth trying. Yeah, I mean, I one of the things that was interesting for me after I taught a group of of young kids. Um, I went and I looked at what the starting salary for a scrum master was, and at the time it was like $60,000. So to be able to turn to a 13-year-old and say, you can go home wow. and tell your parents <laughs> if you've got a starting salary <laughs> of 60 k I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. Is it okay if, if, we, if I get back in touch with you guys? I would love to check in in a couple months or in a year and just see mm-hmm. how it's gone as you work further through this transition. Definitely. Definitely. We're, we're, we're collecting all kinds of pictures and, and um, um taking little reflections from the teachers and students each week too so we can kind of keep up with how things are going ourselves that's excellent we'll have a lot of information cool so thank you very much and hopefully we'll get to see you at a scrum gathering at some point maybe you can help bring this out to the rest of the masses but thank you very much for saving all these all these children from the waterfall that's so funny (laughs) thank you Dave I hope we didn't ramble no, you're wonderful, and I really appreciate the work that you do, and I appreciate you taking your time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Likewise. Thank you, Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.